Mind Your Mentals podcast is meant to help you name, identify, and understand the disorders that are prevalent in our society. We also strive to help you to understand the science behind the disorders and also understand what it may mean for you, your life, and your loved ones. The concept of mental health is way too broad and ambiguous, and so Mind Your Mentals podcast is here to help you demystify, untangle, and overall just simplify the entire process. Mental health is far from an easy topic, but yo, trust us, we got you. So make sure that you tune in every other Sunday to go on a new journey with Tim, Mal, and their featured guests. Yo, check it. This is the Mind Your Mentals podcast featuring Tim and Mal. Tune in, check in, subscribe, but mostly Mind Your Mentals. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Mentals podcast featuring Tim and Mao. Thank you again, as always, for joining us. Really excited to have you all listening in today. Really excited to have our guest on today. Our guest actually really had a, uh, a pretty strong hand in this podcast coming together, man. You know, without Steve, I, I don't know what I would have met Tim. Uh, so, you know, really excited to have you on today, Steve. But yeah, tell us about yourself, man. Who who, who are you, brother? Who are you, brother? Man, I am uh, a seeker of love and truth, man. I'm, um, I'm somebody who cares about uh, community, about relationships, and I just do the best I can to manifest uh, the good energy that, that I'm, uh, that I'm pursuing. You know what I'm saying? So Steve Jackson, I am a small business owner, uh, and an entrepreneur and, um, you know, a humble brother, son, father, um, a lot of cool, cool things that I, I just do my best to, to be my best, man. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you Of course. Steve Jackson from Jackson Core and Tim, what's going on with you, man? How are your Sunday treating you? Oh, it's good so far, man. It's good. This is, this is a special episode, so I'm excited to be here just to talk to our dude, my dude, my brother. Yeah, I'm excited to, to get this episode kicked off. Um, Good day, bad day yesterday. My Wolverines lost, but you know, we'll bounce back. Will you know, they, though? We lost a little bit of enemy, you know what I mean? <laughs> Will <Strong>. they, though? <laughs> uh, okay. All right, we'll bounce back, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll get it back. I ain't, I ain't tripping. <laughs> nah, I'll just, uh, just, just really real blessed to be here with y'all. Absolutely, man. And so, yeah, you know, Steve, thank you again for joining us today. Um, Shouts out to Ricardo, who wasn't able to make it, but, you know, you're here representing both of you all. So really excited to really just jump into, you know, some of the work that you all are doing. And so really first, I guess, talk to us, like, how did you get into videography and creating content in the first place? Yeah, man, I think um, it, it did have a lot to do with I think just taking brave steps, stepping outside of my comfort zone um, and, and, and partnering, you know, at the time before even doing video, um, I was building an app and the app was around mentorship, uh, peer mentorship, community support, um, youth development, um, young adult development, those sorts of things. And in the midst of doing that and building it, actually my older brother was my software engineer and, and building that out, uh, you know, friends with, with Rick, good homie, Ricardo Calderon, shout out, thanks, great dude. And, and he was uh, uh, someone who was very often encouraging me to continue. And at the time he was working uh, with the mayor's office um, around, uh, he was the director of the youth commission. 
And so we had similar passions around like just youth development. And he saw what I was doing in terms of business. And he does have a background. I don't, I'm not trying to put all this personal and or professional, you know, business out there, but he does have a background in film um, and studying film. And so he suggested like, yo, um, you should really document what you're doing with this app, like just starting your own business and um, how you're trying to get it off the ground. And at the same time, um, I saw, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't even know if I said that man's last name right, but I don't know this man. So I'm on Instagram a couple of times. Homie actually sent me a video of him just talking about how we, you know, folks need to be using their, their social media platforms to kind of put the work out there. And I thought it was, you know, I was like, Hey, that's, that's a reasonable point. Same time, homie Rick was like, bro, you got to, you know, let me start documenting this thing and came up with this idea for <laughs> interviewing folks on a, on a, on a, I don't want to call it a show, but it, you know, it'd be an interview series called all in interviewing folks who are going all in on their passions and their dreams and those sorts of things. Uh, you know, I think it just, there was this corny intro that I had where it was like, uh, you know, we started interviewing folks and I actually had a young guy who, unfortunately, I'm down to talk about this too, because this definitely happens in life, but like he and I don't really vibe anymore, unfortunately. Um, and again, so, you know, I'm, I'm super transparent about that. It's all love. But uh, I had this, this, this saying that was, that was, uh, I'd turn the camera after the intros and be like, we're all in, are you? And people started making fun of me everywhere. <laughs> Everybody I knew was like, are you all? It was just funny. It was just a funny thing. And I think the name all in just kind of stuck. And then, you know, Rick and I were continuing to build at the same time because he's a good homie and, and really just wanted to like, it's always important to have partners. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, no one, I, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to, I want to be building something with somebody. So in terms of business, it was like, yo, Rick's a homie. Um, we have a similar interest in telling stories and, you know, just thought it was an opportunity to build something, you know what I mean? And the, the momentum, and I think this is gonna, probably going to be a, a regular theme. And in, in at least this conversation is like, sometimes being self-aware of what's emerging for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you really do need to have the discipline to like get it done. And other times you have to just be able to perceive like, yo, this is what's coming up for me. Like, let me, let me invest in this. Cause it seems it's, it's available. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, and then being able to, to, to marry the, the discipline with the, um, with the flow. So yeah, man, that, that's, that's a little bit about how like all in kind of Jackson core incorporates a media space that we call all in. So Steve and I work together on a, um, an organization called the 100 Days to End Youth or 100 Days to End Homelessness Challenge uh, between the, the city uh, providers, uh, public uh, politicians. Just It was a, a project to come up with a way to end the homelessness issues going on in Philadelphia. And Steve and I connected on youth homelessness years ago and the vibe was instant, right? The, the vibe, the empathy, the the care, the, the know-how, the, the wisdom, it was just immediate and we just just really hit it off. You know, like-minded folks coming together, curious as how to address an issue that's, you know, nationwide, but at, in, at the time and still at the, and right now in Philadelphia, it was a big deal with youth homelessness. Um, so it was just, to me, connected with Steve, just the compassion and just the, I say this and I don't mean to offend folks, but when people are good at their stuff, it really shows. And when people aren't good at their stuff, it shows. And Steve was just like an expert in his knowledge at the time. He was in, uh, working in, in youth mentorship and advocacy. 
just like understanding where young people are and and coming up with the ideas and solutions to meet young people where they're at to help them elevate and get to the next level. Everybody thinks they have that ability. A lot of people really don't. You know, they come in with misconceived ideas that are not aligned with young people are. And so Steve always had a good sense of where young people were and how to really help and support them. So I always appreciated that about Steve. Appreciate that, bro. Give me my roses right now, man. This is nice. My flowers right now. This is, this is love. I feel like I'm on uh, Drink Champs. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> so, so Steve, you know, my, uh, of course, you know, my, in a, aligned with that all in concept of like um, really getting with people and watching them do what they do when they do it best. Um, yeah. The thing that I appreciated about Jackson Core with you and Rick is like your storytelling is, and, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I've been in front of cameras. I've been in front of producers a little bit in my experience and my background. And I've been in front of people who, you know, want to give you interviews and, and give you the script or give you to kind of questions. But the way I like you guys' approach is it, it very much centers around trying to elicit and bring out the most natural and organic perspective and experience of the person that you're working with. And so the second question is like, this all in lifestyle, you looked at different people with different careers, but I've seen you guys shift a little bit and focus very much on mental health. So like, the question is like, are you intentional about focusing on mental health or is it just kind of like a happenstance things? How do you, how do you like do your work and align with mental health and, and being able to really capture where folks are and allow that platform to bring about healing? Well, I, I would say the first thing that I would share is that it's going to sound strange probably, but I think, I think it aligns with, with our personal journeys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'll be real, bro. Like there, there are parts of Jackson Core that have nothing to do with video. You know what I'm saying? There, <laughs> there are parts of the business that are just, hey, you know, we need to stay, you know, stay relevant in the market. Here's an opportunity, so on and so forth. And then there are those opportunities that really align with your life. And I know you two brothers know some of what I've been going through more recently. Um, and I'll share, you know, a little bit, you know, for any anybody who's listening is, is you know, during 2020, it wasn't, it wasn't just the pandemic you know, in my life, I was, I was becoming a father, you know what I mean? And, and um, really kind of stepping into and choosing what that looked like. And we were literally producing a lot of this content at the exact same time. And so I think it, I think it was, I, I don't know what to call it, uh, except that there was alignment and, and it was something I could really like sink into, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I kind of needed these projects around mental health just for myself. And so I think that makes it a little bit more like rich because it's not just going through the motions. Like I'm really listening to what somebody's saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm there too. I think that probably has something to do with when, when your personal life and, and, and your self-awareness align with the projects that you're um, putting time in on. Um, they take a life of its own. You know what I'm saying? It has its own spirit and, um, you know, pouring that in a little bit and just, you know, just being honest with yourself about, um, what the work means to you you know what I'm saying and that's you know I think on the one hand there are those projects like the one that we were contracted by the National Alliance on Mental Illness um, to do a, a really cool video series on mental health in the Black and Latinx communities um, we're actually putting together uh, some work currently um, and have done a couple other side projects around mental health and or just wellness in general 
and just being appreciative of the opportunities that 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 are granted to you and fitting in where where you fit man if, if that makes sense like having our backgrounds um around community and advocacy and also you know having a background in public health it just lends to that kind of storytelling you know what i mean like we're we're very intentional about healthy relationships healthy engagements healthy business you know what i'm saying like to the best of our abilities i think it just lines up with with um with the topic of mental health which during 2020 and 2021 it was just super relevant you know what i'm saying so can definitely understand that uh you know everything we're going through as a country as, as a community as a black community um over the last year and a half two years now going on two years now it's just been very difficult and it has for better or for worse elevated the the need for addressing mental health and wellness you know um and it's i appreciate the different forms right i appreciate that mental health is not just about talking to a therapist yeah. right i i appreciate that we're coming up with different ways to address our mental health coming up with different ways to support each other and, and reach those who might not be reached and and media social media is to me is one of those platforms right so so the next question is like, with social media and content being so entertainment driven, right? And with, with the potential for huge financial gains and, 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 you know, notoriety and all the things that come with it, how come you guys take such a social justice, mental health and wellness approach to your work? Why not do what everybody else is doing and, and try to make this thing blow and become millionaire producers things like that why not really take that approach with your work because your work is fire right so i could see your work in that realm in that entertainment world really in doing really well so why this approach that's a great question man uh i'm gonna be super duper honest man i uh <laughs> you know <laughs> you know i don't think many people would believe that like yo you know live we all understand and and maybe it's like talking to a fish about the water that it swims in like we you know we live in a capitalist society and um th there have been multiple occasions this is why rick is a good business partner because there have been multiple occasions where i've been like yo bro we need really need to get that bag bro like why are we even messing with this you know what i'm saying like we need to do this we need to do that we need to do that. and and rick is a is a friend you know what i'm saying like he he was a friend first so more often than not, that good brother is like, bro, we, you know, integrity is important, man. I'm mm. just being 100% honest. Like, sometimes I'm definitely the one who's like, bro, look at all that money right there. Like, what are we doing? Um, and that's, that's not, that's not sustaining, man. That's, um, that's fool's gold, you know? Mm. So, um, uh, it's, it, it's, it's, um, hmm. You know, I I, um, I think about I, I've been thinking about freedom. I'm thinking about wisdom a lot lately. I think that uh, we it, it does kind of go back to alignment. I think we spread out where where we're where we're nourished. You know what I'm saying? Like you, we're at a table that's nourishing. Mm. Like why you know why are we going to that table over there? Like the like like the family here is is dope. The food is dope. Like we're like, we're like, we're healthy here. You know, why, why leave? I'm, I, again, I'm not trying to belabor the point. Like I've def, I, I think about it. 
and and you know that's why that's why we do things um, as a community as much as possible. Um, because if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So it's just you know it's a pursuit of wisdom as a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? And a video and videography or 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 tech or consulting or wholesale or whatever like whatever whatever I'm doing. Um, the the lifestyle is is wisdom. You know, it's just part of who I am. You know. But you know, it's it's interesting though, man, and I appreciate that because I I look at like you said, we are we are a capitalist society, and I look at that the goal, you know, when you're in our country in our culture, it, it is to get the bag, it is to secure the bag, to to secure the bag not for, not only for yourself, but uh, the old concept of securing it for generational wealth. That's a new thing, generational wealth, right? So um nobody really talks about how to get it as far as integrity you know values and those things like that it's just about getting it and a lot of times and i'll say and i'll just bring it back to our community it's by any means necessary yeah but like here you guys are taking a different approach where yeah you, you're gonna be you're gonna be strong and smart business folks some of our businessmen and make sure that you are getting your value and your worth but there's also a personal tie to your work that I truly do appreciate where you're trying to tell stories and make, create the space for people's voice to be heard and, and listened to, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? For people's story to truly shine and not just, you know, just telling a story for a sake of telling a story and then moving on to the next one. You guys take a, I work with y'all, you guys take your time. You guys are very personable. You guys do research before you even turn the camera on. And that's different. Yeah. You know, my time consuming to, to get the next project. And I don't know that world too much, but I know something about time. And it's not a lot of time if you're trying to secure, you know, the bag. But yeah. you guys do a tremendous job of making sure that the, the person who's telling their story is truly being listened to and their story is told in the way that they want to be told. And I think it's just amazing. Um, we, like I said, we worked on different projects together and like when I look at the work, even in the middle of the work being done, I get chills. It's like, yo, this is so decent. This is so dope. This is so amazing. Um, but I want to push though, right? Because again, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, you you are you are business people, folks. You are a businessman. So yeah. like, where sometimes in those situations, what 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 kind of um, projects have you turned down? All right, and I don't want to get too too deep into it but i think it's important sure. like because what we're trying to do with even with this podcast is just really elevate mental health issues in the black community but yeah. also just about to see the ties and where uh, there's other hindrances in the black community right so you talk about being a business person right you're talking about being an advocate right you guys are advocates and i have a question about your advocacy but like how do you draw that line like how do you true again truly draw that line between like Let's just do whatever, especially when projects aren't coming in, right? I know mm -hmm. I have a, I have, as, as a therapist, there's moments where new clients aren't coming in, right? And then so old clients are getting closed out because they've done what they need to do. Then mm -hmm. like sustainability, right? Like, do I chase and do I try to do these kind of like new ways things, which I'm not comfortable in? Mal, will mm -hmm. tell you all day and night that I'm terrible at social. <laughs> I don't get down with it. But but it's potential there, but it's just not who I am. But like, how, how do you, how do you balance that? 
like that that kind of worry sometimes yeah. and i asked the question because sometimes in our community that worry and fear encourages us to do things that are not aligned with who we are right yeah. so that, that's really where the question is coming from how do you balance that um great question i um i think there's a few things <clears throat> uh one i think that that you that you know as a uh, as a business owner, as someone who has a lot of influence um, with the company that I work with, um, I do my best to separate myself from Jackson Court as best as I can. I mean, there's obviously ego in there. I mean, it's called Jackson Court. Why would why would somebody named Steve Jackson call someone Jackson Court unless they got some ego involved in the project? You know what I'm saying? So like recognizing that. <laughs> that uh, there's a level of uh, humility that needs to be employed because, um, you know, what I need to remember is, you know, I, I know that, I know that the goal is generational wealth. I, I know that, like, you know, conceptually, like I get it. I understand that the value of it, you know, I, I, I work with a lot of young guys and I do the best I can to put them on. Like you, you, you can line the young guys I work with, and they probably be like, oh, Steve's always trying to put me on to something. More than likely, not always, but I do the best that I can. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I bring that up because while generational wealth is very important and while owning a business can certainly get you privy to a lot of other ways of, 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 of building wealth for obvious reasons, you know what I'm saying? Like not just stacking capital for yourself, but like all of the things in the tax code that we're not aware of if you're not a business owner. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that I'm, I'm, we just formally uh, uh, transitioned Jackson Court from an LLC to an S Court. And I am now on payroll, which is a big deal. And I actually talked to Mal about that like a year or so ago or something like that. And now when I have conversations with my accountant, he's talking about parts of the tax code that like, I was like, oh, like I get why old white rich men would write the tax code that way. Cause mm. they're, they're, they're cutting themselves checks that nobody's looking at. And it's like, oh, right, this is rigged. And now I'm privy to it. And why that's important is because there's still a value for wisdom mm. in that, or for me, the pursuit of wisdom, because I don't want to become so preoccupied with how connect, and it happens. There are definitely days when I'm like, yo, we need more, um, more, more uh, negotiations. We need to be in more conversations about contracts. We need to be networking with like that happens like there's definitely a strategy to like you know we all know there's a strategy to developing different contractual relationships and get business um at the same time i don't want to be threatened by what if i lose jackson court what if jackson court goes under what if i have to then i'll do it you know like i don't want my ego to be so wrapped up in business success and or you know wealth or you know accruing whatever like bro you know, learn what's in front of you, do the best that you can be strategic, but have a heart about it. And, and when you fall down, yo, be, be kind to yourself, recognize you fell down. And then, and then you're not a little bird, get up, mm -hmm. get busy. So I just do the best that I can to remember that I'm not my company. You know what I'm saying? Like Steve Jackson is not Jackson. I'm not even Steve Jackson, real, you know, real talk. Like Steve Jackson is a name I was given by a beautiful woman that I appreciate very much. But I am an awareness, you know what I'm saying? And, and that awareness feels pain and it feels desperation sometimes when I think about the bank account of Jackson Court. But the, the, at least my perception of things, the energy that, that is me 
will not be held captive by a business that I created. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I want freedom. And freedom's a word that means um, a lot of things. And, and, and it's, uh, um, it's, uh, it's an honor to be on the journey to try and find it, man. Yeah. And, and you know, my business is just, just one part of it. This is the Mind Your Mentals podcast featuring Tim and Mal. And so you, sorry, Tim, but you, so you had mentioned uh, Tim advocacy, right? And like advocacy being a part of the work that you do now, but this isn't your first rodeo with advocacy, right? And so, you know, talk to us about what does advocacy mean to you as an artist, uh, as a business owner, as just a human being, right? Like, you know, why have you chosen that route to piggyback off of what you and Tim have been talking about? you know, taking the role least travel in this situation. So why have you continued your work to advocate and just in regards to advocacy in general? Heavy, bro. Heavy. Um, per, you know, perfect, perfect, perfect question. Because I did want to mention another way of being, um, I think, bold in business, but I'm going to, advocacy is, is the road. So, you know, if we even go back to, and I don't know the, the tribe, the, the Native American tribe, and, I, and I, I'm going to butcher this quote, but there is an old quote that goes, you know, everyone has two wolves living inside of them. And those wolves are responsible for, for our karma or our actions or what, you know, however you see it. And um, it's, a, it's a good wolf and a bad wolf. And, the, you know, this, these tribes tell these stories about these wolves just so that like almost paradoxically, the little kid who was listening be like, well, which wolf wins? And, you know, I'm sure y'all are familiar, like it's the wolf you feed. Mm. And the reason why I think that's relevant to advocacy is because for all of the righteous things that we do, there are some very heinous things that we also do. And advocacy, I think, can be an opportunity to, you know, to at least the advocacy that is, you know, somewhat righteous, can be an opportunity to feed our social good wolves. You know what I'm saying? Like, and which is, which is a, it's walking a tightrope. Cause once you get into like public spaces and, and you know, r- remaining humble in a space and, and, and Mal, like, you know, we could, you and I, and I'm sure all three of us know young folks that can kind of get wrapped up in that, in that world of like, oh, I'm on a stage now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a voice now, like I can, I can flex. And it's like, yeah, you can bear in mind that you can get lost up here too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and, and we can get lost up here too. And, uh, you know, so I think in the face of, in, in the face of, a, of, a, of an existence where power is a very real dynamic and there are good wolves and bad wolves, like I think advocacy is the, uh, our best method for feeding our, our the good social wolves, you know what I'm saying? And, and, um, and I don't want to, I'm down to keep going down that road. I do want to say to double back to that last question that, you know, another, another really important and I think unique business strategy that we've been, uh, trying to work out is how do we do more like communal financial productions so that it's not, we're not going. So for instance, you might, you know, I'm thinking, yo, we need a big contract to sustain us while we have these little ones, because, you know, the little ones might come and go. We don't, you know, it's a little bit less reliable. We need a big one so that we can, we can eat 
and do these cool projects. All right, that's one strategy. And we have certainly employed that strategy. There's another one is where you really employ a more like communal funding philosophy where you identify three or four partners that have um, complementary missions. And you do a lot of the work of building a space where it's like, hey, what if all y'all came together? And you obviously have to be very strategic about this, but like, it doesn't have to be one big commercial enterprise. It can be, I mean, you look at, you know, there's so many businesses that are enormous and, and you know, have all this shining and they're big and they got a lot of money. And they sell, you know, they're, they're basically crowdfunding. That's basically what they do. They sell goods and, and products that like, you know, are made for like 15 cents overseas and they sell to a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of folks. And so what's the difference between that and, and they're, they're, if, from my perspective, they're crowdfunding. For us, I think we're also trying to explore the world of, and, and in the advocacy world, the world of multiple partners. You know mm. what I'm saying? Let's do this a little bit more like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to just throw cliches out there, but like, let's do a little, let's do this a little bit more indigenously. Like, let's not, let's not be super colonial about this in terms of like, we need one big master who's going to pay us a lot of money to do their bidding. Like, all right, you could do that. This is capitalism. I get it. You could also do it where like, it's a relationship. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a negotiation. You have to have a com community agreements with multiple stakeholders and they're all contributing you know, what might be deemed a small amount of money, but you put it all together and it's like, yo, this is a powerful budget. Like we can do a lot with this and we could, and now we have multiple stakeholders. Like now we got, it's, this is a movement. Like we're not, you know, so I digress, man. I think advocacy is dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, but I mean, the, the, the thing that you said in there to me that, um, again, is one of the hardest things to do. You can't downplay how hard it is to bring multiple people, personality, entities, agendas, priorities to a table and really get synchronization. It is hard to do. I've been a part of that process and it's not easy. It's a lofty goal because at any moment, one of those entities priorities could change or their energies could go into a different space. And so that has a impact on what you're trying to do. So I think that it's a great, it's a great approach as a it's a tall task, you know what I mean? Because uh, you and myself, we've been in that space together and we've seen like the goods and the bads and everything of that. But um, but when it works, it's powerful. It's so powerful when you when you figure out the right tune and the the right uh, right. you know temperature and everything like and, and it starts to cook like that. It's it's beautiful. It's amazing, but it's hard to get there though. Can, cannot stress that enough you know um if i so, can yeah. to my, yeah, oh, ahead, my no, no no you go you guys my fault no go ahead no i was gonna add the next question but go ahead so i don't want to get away too much from the video i do just want to throw a, a shout out to shaheed days jamel greenwood lord Ryder. um do, i don't want to leave the video space i'm down to keep talking i do just want to say that currently partnering with some other good brothers uh as well under like the jackson core I don't know what you want to call it, the organization, whatever. And, um, and doing a lot of work around, I don't want to give too much away because it's, it's some of it's proprietary and I'm, I don't know if I'm even at liberty to share all my stuff, but mm -hmm. like just really exploring like how, um, how wisdom can come from so many dynamic places and 
unexpected experiences that can that can really be a it can be a really rich learning experience um that could like that can that can just in like it can just change your life you know what i'm saying and and i say that for this reason because I fully expect that while we're negotiating these, these contracts with multiple partners, then this shit ain't gonna go very well. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I also fully expect that I'm gonna get pretty frustrated. And I just want to be mindful that, that man, you know, sometimes, I don't know if this is gonna sound right, but sometimes the most like bitter experience can become like a like a like a like a really dope uh bitter compliment to a drink you know what i'm saying like you need some bitters in that joint you know what i mean like it just it's it's just right and it 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 is just a part of the process of of finding the right temperature like you said man so yeah i don't know if that made sense but the 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 yeah aren't yeah um i'm not gonna go into to some of my stuff with you know orange bitters and my my a little bit of my lifestyle. We aren't we're not gonna get into orange bitters because that's one of my uh, ingredients <laughs> for one of my uh social pastimes. <laughs> um so but with you know my mentals is all about mental health. Um the priorities mental health in the black community. Um and you guys did a you did a a series a couple of months ago that I thought was so cool. Uh, and it, it, it revolved around self-care kind of like packages, you know, uh, self, the self-care, I forget what it's called. Explain that a little bit. Yeah. Like, let's talk about how you got in. Cause I thought that I, I thought it was amazing. Just like connecting with folks across the, you know, uh, on social. So talk about that project and how it came about and just what was the goal behind it? Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. I completely forgot about the care experience. So, <laughs> which is funny that I would forget about it. Um, the care experience came from a very uh, authentic place, man. Uh, as, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, like 2020 was pretty tough for me. Um, you know, just on a, on a personal tip, so a lot going on, a lot of confusion, a lot of fear, a lot of panic, a lot of just, yeah, scary. And, and that's fine, it's part of my journey. Uh, you know, it was, it was certainly a process. And during that process, uh, I was talking to the good brother, Rick, and basically had a conversation like it was, I think the fall of 2020, I think maybe. And we had already gone through, uh, the summer of 2020. And I was like, look, bro, when it gets cold out, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Like I, I got a lot going on. I don't know what I'm going to do. And we kind of arrived at this place of like, yo, what if we, because um, to your point, Tim, like, you know, we, you know, a- anybody who knows uh, Rick, anybody who knows me, we are pretty intentional about like listening and just showing love. And it's just, it's just good vibes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just good, um, friendly vibes. And, you know, wanted to honestly hold space for ourselves just as like two human beings with families with uh, our own personal lives and, um, you know, just trying to be able to sustain ourselves during the, sum- the, the, the winter months of, to- of COVID 2020 was like, yo, what if we, uh, what if we leverage our skills for like convening community spaces 
but add a, a slight commercial aspect to it where, you know, how do you turn a random virtual event into something that people can really experience at home? You know what I'm saying? Um, and came up with this idea where we would, we would deliver care packages and the care was an acronym. I, I believe it was, uh, it was, it was community and resources for everyone or something along those lines. And what we did is we, we would have, uh, you know, virtual events once a week. Uh, we would invite folks, we'd sell tickets. And what that ticket bought you was not only access to that kind of like healing space where we would do, you know, deep breathing and, and visualizations and breakout rooms and conversations and readings and so on and so forth. Um, it would also buy you a care package and the care package included a short story that we actually hired a good friend of ours who's an independent author to write about mental health and included uh, some of those kind of self-care items um, that would again turn a virtual event into a into a, a personal experience for you at home mm -hmm. um, and again it all I mean it all went back to it, it just started with like yo I, I want to love myself this way you know what I'm saying like like this is like yes is this is this a commercial enterprise Sh sure it's also, I like, I need this, you know? Um, and I think that that's a, a, a good sign of, you know, just manifesting something that, that's, that's in line with just, you know, our brand, personally, who we are, our values, so on and so forth. And there's a lot to be learned. I think, I think the larger point, because we did it and it was successful. And, and it, I, think, I think we had a lot of really awesome, you know, uh, sessions with folks. There's also a lot to be learned when you do something that's so in keeping with being vulnerably yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a, so the successes, the opposite of success, the failures, whatever, like the journey has a lot to teach you because you're trying something new that comes from you. Like, it's like, 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 like I want to do this. This is important to me. And so I think each of us, I don't, I'm not even sure Rick and I really like, or just the team, I don't think, I don't know how deeply we debriefed on it, but there, there's a lot of minutia that is relevant to the business experience that was very available because it was something that I cared about personally. Um, and it was something for the business. You know what I'm saying? There's just a, mm -hmm. there's a lot, there's a lot of data, quote unquote data that you can, you can get and, and, and extrapolate and, theorize and all those sorts of things so it was it was dope it was really cool a lot i think and I, i'm sure there's, there's probably a follow-up but there i think it also i can remember a number of people texting being like yo that was dope like really needed that um and uh yeah it was a worthwhile experience for sure and and hopefully we do it again um, yeah i mean to, to me um just watching it from afar i i saw uh, and, and it's kind of interesting to to know that this was literally something that came from you, from your personal experience, right? So it speaks to towards the the idea of empathy, um, where folks get empathy confused a lot, and as far as what it means, but um, it speaks towards this alignment that we literally, for the most part, a lot of us go through the same themes. Let me just say themes, right? Same life themes. Maybe not exactly the same circumstances, but same life themes mm -hmm. that we can we can relate to. So when you talk about 
yeah, I was going through it in 2020 and I needed to do something for myself and thought, hey, why not create a space virtually that also has this personal experience where it's not, you're not just experiencing the virtual thing, but you're actually having the experience at home together in a community. Yeah, that's, that mean that that's, that's something that I think a lot of businesses are, have a hard time really doing, mm. trying to capture that. Um, and it's because a lot of times when you talk about business, you don't really put yourself in the consumer shoes, right? right? You're not really looking at whatever you're selling or you're doing and you're not saying, how do I, and I know some businesses do it, but how do I like imagine what's my experience? How do I go about this? And, and okay, when I sell this product or when I do this thing that this is how it happens for me. So I wonder how it happens for somebody else and then try to take that data and try to present something from that perspective. But I'm um, sorry, I'm, I'm going off the top, but I think, I think it's important that like, you know, you, you, you created a great moment in self-care, caring for yourself and say, hey, why don't we duplicate this for, for the community, for our community? And there was success in that, right? So in keeping with that same question, how else do you take care of your mental health and wellness? What are things you do for yourself that, you know, that you do to take care of yourself? Yeah, I think um, I appreciate the question. Uh, I'm actually about to go kick it with a, with a homie and, and just go for a walk a little bit later today. But man, I exercise, um, I read, uh, I spend time with friends and family, um, which is as of recently, I think a, a, a really important um, evolution that I've had for myself. And, and I try not to work too hard, man. I have a, um, you know, I have a, a, a habit of, being close to like a workaholic um mm -hmm. especially as a as an entrepreneur it can become a, a bit addictive to uh be investing in your business and once you see some success you're like oh like this works like i kind of get the recipe okay well let me keep doing it and you can you can become attached to that feeling of um doing the like the right thing and uh and in you know, like the mythology around entrepreneurship and um, you know, it can be intoxicating. So, uh, you know, I just, I try not to work too hard and yeah, just, just read and, uh, just, just be aware of, I listen to my body as best mm -hmm. as I can. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that sure we all know, and, 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 you know, folks listening know that, uh, you know, our bodies are, are a lot older than our consciousness, or I guess that, likely isn't true but like our bodies have just been evolving for a really long time mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it probably knows a thing or two um and so the the uh the, i guess the part of like my prefrontal cortex that is only 36 years old should probably shut up and listen to mm -hmm. the body that's been evolving for a very long time Although I'm sure my brain's also been evolving for a very long time too. So I don't know, man, you know, you just gotta, you gotta listen to your body and, and do the best you can. I try and laugh too. Laughter is you, super. You fun. got, yeah, you, you did. I remember a couple of years back, you did a series of, I don't even know what they're called, but like, it was about you exploring nature mm. and like 
uh, it was it, it evolved around meditation and, and really listening. Yeah. Like you said, listen to your body, listen to nature. Talk a little bit about that because I think that's something like just generally speaking, and I and I and I want I don't want to stereotype or generalize, but that's not something that honestly we as a community black folks do a lot. So how did you get into that? Explain it a little bit and talk about how did you get into like really engaging, slowing down, engaging mm-hmm. nature and, and meditation. Talk a little bit about that. Um, I think that I appreciate it, man. I think that um I think that that particular video was uh, was really important for me um because it was around the time I, I was I was going through uh some some hard times in a relationship that I cared a lot about uh I still do person is dope and um I uh just felt like I was you know kind of like lost in the wilderness you know what I mean and um mm-hmm. I think art and self-expression is really important for um continuing the uh like like your personal story so that you can get to like your next chapter if that's kind of like you know what your intention is and in terms of uh meditation i think there you know you know meditation has such a funny like um there's such a funny visual that comes with meditation of like you know super granola-y and and mm-hmm. very touchy-feely and <laughs> i think the ironic thing is like meditation is is whatever gives you inner silence mm. you know what i'm saying some people listen to music some people um i like cleaning dishes because it's because it's repetitive and it helps me just kind of like think through what i'm doing and like event you know it kind of helps me also just let go of whatever i'm thinking of you know what i mean like i think we all have as human beings you know i think we um we have ways of of um just quieting down our minds um and I think currently in modern times, we call it meditation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be other words years and years from now, but I think for, especially for black men, um, you know, I think that um, there's probably a lot of reasons why journeying inside might be a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about my dad and, um, you know, my dad was emotionally available. You know, I saw him, I saw him cry maybe like twice or, which was remarkable that two times is like a lot. That's mm-hmm. pretty sad. But like, <laughs> I think I saw him cry like twice, maybe three times, which to me is like, uh, he's emotionally available. Uh, <laughs> it's just, oh my God, uh, it's unfortunate. So while I never saw him meditate per se, uh, I do know that he was on a journey for for peace Mm. you know and i think that's something that you said common life themes i think that's something that um all human beings but certainly black men you know we're looking for peace we're looking for um a safe space to be ourselves and to explore with ourself who ourself who we are and for me and I, i used to do martial arts I used to do yoga. I don't do yoga as much as I used to, but meditation just helps me to, um, you know, kind of like reset, you know, like mm-hmm. just be, you know, have, feel experience silence. And then, you know, the page kind of refreshes and I can have a clear thought. 
I love the the line you just used today as far as a fear to take it that inner journey. Mm. That that's that's real. You know that it's scary in there. Scary. It's a lot. It's it's scary. There's a lot of things that it can be. Let's say it can be, right? It doesn't, it's not, does it have to be? Uh, essentially a part of it is scary in there because um, you know, uh, just generally speaking, when we walk out every day, um, there's a target on our backs. Yeah. Whether we whether it's self-inflicted or not, there's a target, right? So when you look at why, why is there a target on my back? Well, oh, it's because you're black. Well, damn, you know, what did, what did I do to deserve? You know, no, nah, you didn't do nothing, you know? And so there's a hardness it can create as far as like how I respond to the world, you know? So it is scary in there. And then you couple that with the other negative themes and experiences. Yeah, it can create a, a dark, a darkness inside, you know what I mean? And, and it, to avoid that darkness inside, you know, we will clamp on other things, you know? You know what's interesting? I, 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 yo, was so blessed to see this. I witnessed uh, a good homie of mine be very vulnerable for a group of people on a Zoom. And I know this, he's, he's a homie. So I know him and, and I know a bit about his story, but I never heard him tell this particular story. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to share too much about it, but it was, it was basically him he was defending himself from one of his parents and um, he had a, what this beautiful man would probably say, he had a cathartic release. He had, he was shedding some tears. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting. I can't remember the last time I cried. When was the last time I cried? It was probably pretty recently, but I don't remember it offhand. It was probably about my son, but regardless, I don't know if y'all have had this experience where you're like approaching a cathartic release of like crying and you almost kind of get tense. Like you don't want it to come. You're like, ah, I don't want to let it out. And it's interesting that it can be so like healing or relieving once you get there. But before you get there, you're like, like, no, 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 no. Like, no, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this way. I don't, you know, I don't want to feel born. And it's, that's such like an interesting, like human um, conflict of mm. my freedom, my freedom is right there, but it's not easy to get it. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's, I gotta work for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, I was listening to. Uh, I don't want to be too long winded, but um, listen to this author who that same homie put me on to. His name is Jaya John. Really. Power, this dude is a power, he's powerful. And was listening to one of his podcasts the other day, and he was talking about comfortability and how as human beings, we really we 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 almost crave comfort and how toxic comfort can be because you because you're not you don't want to do the work of pursuing your freedom. Mm. And um I think that meditation because i can't count the number of people who say that and i I am one of these people it's hard to meditate for me like you get in there and and you're trying to slow your thoughts down and they're going fast and you just i just feel uncomfortable i'm like i don't want to do this anymore like let me i'm gonna make this a five minute meditation i'm not gonna do 10 minutes you know what i mean and and 
to 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 be able to like relax into the um into the journey or or maybe just like love the process uh i don't know i don't know what the right you know approach is but to be able to feel that silence you know i very last thing and i'm gonna stop talking I was out at my mom's house last yesterday and my niece and nephew were, were over as well. And you know, these kids are loud. I mean, the kids are loud and they're having fun. They're throwing things, this whole thing. Dumping toys on the ground and screaming and painting. Had paint all over my face. They're just, they're just kids. They're having a good time. And once my brother came and picked up his kids and, and they left, my mom, <laughs> my mom was like, yo, when, when they leave, the silence is loud. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I feel like that sometimes when you get inside, like the silence is loud. Yeah. And to be able to like, just like breathe through it, you know? And um, I just, I feel like the, you know, it would be like someone who loves soda getting used to drinking water. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. this is a different taste, but it's like your body, you know, your body needs it. This is the Mind Your Mentals podcast featuring Tim and Mal. I like that. That's a good metaphor. That's a good analogy. With um, the with the meditation piece, man, it's wild because that was always that's always been the hardest for me. Like my dad has been talking to me about medicate meditation since I was a little kid. And I can never still my mind, right? Like it just would never happen for me. And so my mom actually put me on to like 30 and 60 second meditations that you can do throughout the day so that you can like chain these things together. So I used to do them at work. I used to work in a call center back in Jersey. And I would sit there and like when the phone wasn't ringing, I'd do like a quick little 60 second meditation. And it was incredible, like how it helped to center the world, the universe, my problems around me. I don't do it now, right? Like I have way more at stake now than I did sitting in that call center yet. You know, I still don't keep that, that practice up. But, you know, what you said about meditation definitely resonated with me, man, because that's always been the hardest part for me um, is, is not it's silence in the chatter because my mind always is going. Right. And so, you know, I, I can definitely relate. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that difficulty. I've spoken to a lot of people about that and that's been their thing. It's like, well, I don't meditate. Cause like every time I sit there and sit still, my mind is still going. So what's the point? So, you know, I can say that it takes practice like with anything else. Um, and definitely those 30, 60 second increments throughout the day, if you're having a hard time sitting for five or 10 minutes, um, those quick breaks can help. Uh, just to kind of break up the monotony of the day, but also really, again, help you with that practice. Yeah, yeah. Agree, man. Steve, we don't want to keep you too long, but like, we want to know what's next, man. What's, what's going on? What's next with Jackson Core? Uh, what's, what things can we look forward to? How can, you know, folks that they interested in your work, how can they find you? Yeah. All that good stuff. Um. Well, I would say that uh, can certainly find us on on social media. Let me let me actually double check the the handle, make sure I get the right one. Um, but social media for sure on Instagram, uh, we are. Uh, let me find it really quick. There we go. It's uh, all in underscore inc, um, and then Jackson Core is underscore. Jackson Core and it's Core C O R. It's actually the Latin root of the word heart. 
So uh, Jackson Core on Instagram is underscore Jackson Core. And then all in is all in underscore INC. And, and folks can certainly reach out uh, that way and any other way. I'm more than happy to share my, my email or whatever the case may be. But in terms of what's coming up next, that's a great question. I think in terms of, you know, the journey of Jackson Core as a business, um, it's diversification. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's identifying places in the market where we might have something to contribute and making sure it's aligned with what is coming up for us as a team. In terms of the media space, we are working with uh, some familiar faces. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't signed any, any lines, any, uh, any contracts yet, so I don't want to speak too prematurely, but we're gearing up to do potentially like a docu-series um, on mental health for young black and brown boys and, and young men. That's, that's a potential. It might evolve a little bit, but that's kind of the, the, the intention. Um, and we've got some cool like interactive media that we've, we've produced and um, we're actually, and again, I can't, I don't know if I'm, if I'm at liberty to share who we're doing some of these projects with, but we're wrapping up a, a podcast series around like migrant families um, and their journey to the United States and, and, and the, all that goes into, um, you know, their, their wellness and, and their survival. So mm. uh, that's folks who like, you know, political asylum, uh, all sorts of things. Yeah. There's a few, few cool projects. Um, and, you know, and then man, the very last thing is just, again, just trying to recognize the wisdom that, that, you know, lives in the market. Awesome. Mal, you got anything? Ah, man, it was just a pleasure, Steve. You know, always great to have you. Had you on the third lap. You know, having you on here has been dope. Again, thank you for connecting me and Tim and just, you know, really leading to this opportunity. So when we had the chance to have you on here, it was a, a clear one. Uh, you dropped a lot of gems, spoke a lot of, about a lot of important topics um, that the uh, Migrant Family documentary or uh, podcast series, it sounds incredible, man. So, you know, when that drops, definitely share that so that we could check it out. Because, you know, that that's all about mental health. That's all about fortitude and, and getting over and overcoming all types of obstacles. And really important, too, because, you know, America, which is a home of migrants and a home of people that came from elsewhere, for the most part, has become this place that doesn't want anybody else to come here, right? right. Uh, unless you look like a certain uh, demographic in which open arms, you don't even need a green card. You could just come and show up and just be your best self. But if you don't look that demographic, uh, man... It's tough, you know, we we had patients getting beat in Texas, right? And so mm. you know, all types of things going on in this country. So I'm glad that you're going to be able to play a part in telling that story and giving voice to people that, you know, have become ostracized, um, not only where they're coming from, but then also in a place that they're seeking asylum as well. So just, you know, again, man, just happy to have you here. Always glad to connect with you, Tim, and, and just be able to do this work. It's an honor, brothers. Yeah, see, um, I thought this was really an important conversation to have because, um, to me, mental health lives everywhere. Again, it's, it's not just about quote unquote self care days. It's just not. It's not just about seeking a therapist and talking to somebody. It's things we do for ourselves and how we interact and, and support each other. That's mental health, right? Um, that that's what we're trying to do. When mental health is so much about community and building 
positive community and healthy healthy communities and what you and Rick do at Jackson Core and all in that that's I've seen it firsthand. I've I've appreciated the approach. And I know just my experience watching the production that you guys have put on and the healing it has for me, I know that's a mental health, a, a positive mental health wellness approach. Right. So um, we just wanted to elevate that this thing is it's not about sitting in a therapist's office. It's so diverse and, and so many avenues and ways to take care of ourselves and take care of each other. So we appreciate the work that you're doing to continue on, my brother. Man, love you, bro. Man, I love you. We don't say it. it. We can never say it enough. The love that happens with connect. It's not networking to me. It's connecting. We. It was just yeah. connection, and, and just like that's got us here today. So that so that that's what it's all about. You know, that's what it's all about. And it's been healing in these conversations. We can't share online, but there's been so much healing conversations that the three of us have had yeah. that I know I, I really value and I cherish. So I thank you guys for that for being along my journey feeling as well i appreciate you guys love you guys man love you too bro i yeah, love you too man go ahead mal you got it <laughs> <laughs> now, i was gonna say steve any last words any last thing you want to share before we log out the only thing that comes to uh, me right now is that even on the hardest days there's always wisdom to be found around you and that wisdom looks a lot of different ways and to um and to embrace it you know yeah. embrace it like the love that that that, that we don't say, or I'll speak for myself, embrace like the love that I might not say enough. Um, it's a welcome guest, you know what I'm saying? And, and I can turn a guest into a, into a housemate, you know what I'm saying? So it's love. Absolutely, so. man. That's a great, great way to end it. And so, yeah, again, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Tim, love you too, brother. Always a pleasure to connect on these Sundays and be able to record these episodes. This is another episode of the Mind Your Mentals podcast featuring Tim and Mal. Stay present, stay positive, peace. Thank you as always for listening to an episode of Mind Your Mentals podcast featuring Tim and Mal. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can always contact us through our Gmail account at mindyourmentalspodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us through our website, mindyourmentals.com. That's M-I-N-D-Y-A-M-E-N-T-A-L-S.com. Also, please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn at Mind Your Mentals Podcast featuring Tim and Mal. On Twitter at Mind underscore Ya, that's Y-A underscore Mentals. And on Instagram at M-Y-M Podcast. As always, we really appreciate you. Stay present, stay positive, stay focused on your mental health. And if you ever need anything from us, don't hesitate to reach out.